EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. Another week, another podcast. It's Friday the 8th of April and I'm pleased to say I've got a guest in the EV Comply studio. I'm joined with Gordon Rootledge, who is the technology editor of eFix. Hey, Gordon. Oh, Chelsea, I'm really pleased to be along. Yeah, finally, uh, yeah, it's good to get out, actually, <laughs> on a nice sunny Manchester day, I must say. It is absolutely brilliant to get out, and it's great to have you here. So there's so much to talk to you about, Gordon. Um, but firstly, I think it's probably best that we kind of get to know who Gordon is first. So um, eFix is actually your fourth business, and you have been working in technology for well, for a bit of a dinosaur, aren't you, really? Yeah, well, as my colleagues would say, yeah, I'm a, a dinosaur, but it's, um, yeah, I've done lots of things. So mainly uh, in electronics and electrical. So I started out in, in the lighting business. So if anyone ever drives past the Trafford Centre, one of my biggest projects I ever did was lighting, uh, most of the architectural lighting in the Trafford Centre. That's really cool, I like and that. And then uh, LEDs came along. I got into LEDs uh, and built a business up and sold that eventually to a, uh, an American business worked with them for a while and then I then left that business and set up a trade show for lighting with a great friend of mine Ray Maloney and we built the UK's biggest annual trade show for lighting which ran for 10 years and then we sold that to um, another American business so based in Tulsa Oklahoma so it's it's kind of uh, we, we, we finished that lighting was kind of getting a bit mature and then we thought what's the next industry that's going to be really exciting uh, which brought me back to my roots, which is in the electrical industry. And we thought, right, there's all this, all this electrification of transport, you know, that's really cool. Um, and then all the things of renewable energies. And so, yeah, so, and you see where we are now a few years on, energy's always in the news. EVs are always in the news. Everybody's interested in it. Everyone wants to talk about it. So, yeah, great opportunity. And that's what kind of led us to doing eFix, really. So, basically, Gordon, you try to leave the industry and every time you've been dragged back. Yeah, could, yeah, I thought I'd be uh, feet up on a beach somewhere like that. But there's always some uh, some exciting opportunity comes along. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I try and do. That is very, very true. So, obviously, um, that's a bit about yourself. Now, eFix, let's talk about eFix and how obviously that came about and obviously you've got a YouTube page now with how many subscribers? That would just about, uh, hopefully in the next week we'll be up to uh, 250,000 subscribers uh, and we just last week, uh, which was great because all the team was together, we've passed 250 million views uh, across the videos. Crazy figures, like you say, you know, it is an industry that people are interested in. So how was eFix born then? How did you, particularly the YouTube side of things, because normally to get people who, you know, aren't media trained or whatever in front of a camera is a difficult one. And you all do it so brilliantly. Um, but how did you think, do you know what, actually, we think this requires a visual. Yeah, I mean, it was a strange story. So our original plan, because I've been in a business where I did trade shows, which was a great business, and that's what we set eFix up to do, to do small trade shows. We're, we're bobbing around the country doing things for electrician pop-up events. And um, obviously lockdown came along. So we, we, had, uh, we had 20 events planned just going into the start of lockdown. We had to cancel them all. And we always had the YouTube channel sort of ticking around in the background because that's what, what one of my colleagues, Gary and Joe, had, had already built quite successful uh, channels in the space so we thought right well, what we're going to do no, this is an absolute disaster this whole lockdown so we're going to have to double down on the youtube channel um so that our studios in skipton uh, and that was really built to store stuff for our live events 
So we literally had to take the stages that we used to use on the road and that became our first bench. If anyone looks at our early videos, it was basically, what can we use as a table? Because bear in mind, nothing was open, you couldn't yeah, get anything. I and, love this. And, and we started uh, going to YouTube. Um, and, and yeah, so, so doing sort of, I guess, we always try and give some form of education in the videos, regardless of how you know crazy or off the wall we're going. And there's always hopefully an element of learning in there. And then we, we, we just built the channel from there and then we just started. So, And we're all, I, I mean, for us, we're all big fans of Top Gear. So we're not, uh, we're not averse to stealing formats from, from other shows <laughs> and try to adopt it for, the, for electricians. Fabulous. I love it. And it's always delivered with a lot of high energy, a big smile and a lot of banter. I find your videos very, very funny. Now, you've gone on from the YouTube and obviously now you're back doing trade shows, presumably. Um, we've got the eFix Awards that happened uh, just last week, wasn't it? Yeah, so then we thought, I mean, we really, you know, a core motivation of, uh, of eFix has always been to celebrate the electricians who do a fantastic job. There's loads of people out there who talk about the bad sides of things and bad work and things like that, but let's celebrate the people who uh, really make a difference, the electricians who work. Uh, hard every day, love to go out and do a great job every day, great service to their customers and, and let's celebrate them and that's where the awards uh, came along and then we split it down into some of the segments that, that, that are really obviously exciting at the moment. Yeah, we absolutely loved it because here at EV Comply we actually sponsored one of the awards because we just thought it was such a brilliant idea and so needed in the sector so we um, actually sponsored EV Installer of the Year which was won by Jolt yeah. um, you know, very deserving winner but I know Stephen um, who is actually the owner of EV Comply, found it so difficult to actually pick a winner as a judge because everyone was so brilliant. Yeah, and I mean, that was one of our most popular categories uh, because it's, it's an exciting uh, exciting market, EV's booming, um, and when we got down to the shortlist, and there was a lot of debate about it in the shortlist, and uh, Joel won, but again, it's how, how do you stand out from people in a crowded market? And, and all of the I guess the finalists in that had something that made them stand out. So Jolt, you know, they go out and you know, they make a big thing. In fact, they use an EV to, to go out and uh, you know actually install the stuff. So if you practice what you preach, um, most of them tend to have great websites um, backed by you know, great advice for the customers. So that was that was Jolt. Uh, one of the other entrants actually had a shop, which we thought was great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because obviously, you know, you know, you look at the high streets bombed out at the minute, and yeah, we all need another charity shop. You know, charities do a great job, yeah. but not quite a vibrant high street. But no. you know, so we think, yeah, well, that's a great idea. Canny from a business point of view, because obviously shops at the minute, there's lots of them available. You've probably got some storage. You might even have a flat above upstairs if you're, <laughs> if you're just starting out. Um, and, and yeah, so I think you know, will we see more shops on the future for EV charger installers? You know, it's, you well, know, it's, possibly. I mean, you know, is is the rent on a shop cheaper than the rent on a unit? And possibly someone could walk in and purchase something and help towards your rent. It's a bit of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah, you're right. Industrial units are really expensive and difficult to get and get a shop. And you know, consumers when they're taking their first steps into EV want to get clear advice from people. Uh, they want to know which charger do I choose? Is that right for me? Does it look right on my house? And I think, yeah, going into a shop and doing it was, yeah, another, another great. And a bit of free brand awareness on the front as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm sold, Gordon. I'm no, going to go and get a shop. I'm on, yeah. You could even do a few coffees in there and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Groom uh, a few dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sell a bit of cake. <laughs> yeah. If it's not going well on the chargers, have the dog grooming at the back. So. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Now, obviously, we loved the Fix Awards. This is going to be happening every year now, isn't it? 
yeah, I mean, we've got it, we've got it, uh, yeah, well, hopefully it's pretty much uh, baked in and, and, and in people's diet. We're going to do it every year. Uh, we'll probably, um, you know, we always try to improve and change things and, you know, probably going to be some more categories in there next year as well that people have asked us for. Um, but, you know, and the, on the side of that, we also did the 30 Under 30 Awards, which is for those younger electricians come through. Uh, and some of the people in the main award categories won both. They won a 30 Under 30 and a business category. Um, and I think having an award that goes to a person is sometimes good as well and seeing them follow that through their careers, where a lot of traditional electrical awards always went to just the company. Um, so just having that ability to reward great businesses and then some of the people in those businesses is, yeah, is really you know, something we like to see. We love, love to see people being successful. Yeah, fabulous stuff. And what are you wanting to reach on your YouTube channel? Surely you've got you know, all these YouTubers, which you are, Gordon, you're a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have I mean, all these uh, you know, goals where they want to hit you know, a certain amount or a few hundred thousand by a certain point. Have you got that or are you just kind of... Uh, I mean, we, we looked at, we were kind of amazed at where we got to last year. I mean, a lot of our growth was driven by these, see, I think now we're short format videos, that's the sort of one thing, the whole TikTok things, and I thought we started on there as, 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 as well. <laughs> Gordon, um, the YouTuber and TikToker. And TikToker, and it, you can't describe it to your kids, what you, oh yeah, I do a bit of YouTube and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and TikTok. Um, I mean, we were really surprised to get 100,000 as quickly as we did. We're, saying we're now just on the cusp of a quarter of a million. I mean, the next big YouTube thing is a million. When we get to a million, I don't know. That's a, that's quite a way to go. Positive um, thinking. No, 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 no. We're on it. We don't win. Everyone, you don't enter the Olympics to win bronze. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we just let's grow. I mean, you know, we're we're just excited to, to to be out there, and you know, it's the comments and the engagement that drives us more than the absolute absolute numbers really and it's brilliant honestly it is so good so if people listening want to go and subscribe um how do they go about doing that Gordon? oh just just google efix it with a double x so e-i-f e-f-i-x-x and yeah we'll, you'll pop up youtube will be probably the first thing that pops up it absolutely is now moving away from that i want to talk about you Gordon, because you're actually an ev driver aren't you yes so i've been um i wouldn't say i'm an early adopter thing i'd say a fast follower uh, there was a few people I knew a few years ago had uh, EVs, and so I tried to switch me into it. So I, I took the plunge yeah, actually four years ago, which was something we'll sound like. I'd say that's an early adopter, really, I think. Yeah, and, and yeah, so I, I thought, well, I think a lot of it, you've got to try and practice what you do preach. Uh, and so I've uh, yeah, been an EV driver for four years and, and been through obviously the challenges that, that people have uh, doing that. And, and what is it you're driving, Gordon? Uh, so I've had a Tesla for the last uh, four years because that was really only the viable yeah, option out there. Yeah. And obviously chose that because of the charging network. And yeah. They were sort of bribing you with free supercharging at the time and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I went down that route and yeah, I've really enjoyed it so have far. Have you? How do you feel about the fact that they're now saying they're going to open up charges for Tesla? Um, you know, all Tesla charges are going to open them up for everyone. How do you feel yeah. as a Tesla owner about that? Uh, I mean, it's fine because I mean, I'm going to change that car soon and, and might go for a different <laughs> one. So I think it's a fantastic option. Um, I mean, I think what they did, having that foresight to build that network, uh, was yeah, was great. And you know, should they open it up? The Tesla drivers are like, oh no, of course we shouldn't. But actually, if we're serious about seeing more EVs on the road, then. Yeah, they should all take one for the team, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah, the more the easier you make it for everybody, the more EVs there'll be, and that drives down prices and and, and everything really. And I think that that's what we want to see. So. Absolutely. And to end, good. And I'd like to know two things: um, what you've learnt 
so far being in the EV industry and where you see the EV industry in the next decade? Oh, that's a, that's I know. A, that's a good one. I'll give you an hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> give, give, give me an hour. Um, there's two things. If you want to take the really big picture, uh, and I, I would suggest people do that, is uh, Google another YouTube video. So it's not by us, I must say. There's a guy called Tony Sieber who does clean disruption. And he talks to people how this energy transition is going to happen. And he starts off his presentation with a picture of New York City in something like 1910 or something. It might not be different. Yeah. And the streets are full of horses. And then he looks at it 10 years later, and there isn't a single horse in the street, all the cars yeah, are in cool. there. And that's how quickly that transition happened. And then he goes on to talk about how we'll generate our power on the roof and take it to the car and the battery. And that pretty much sums up what you're going to see happen, really. So the, the big picture is we'll be generating our power at home, we'll be storing it in our cars, we may be using the battery from the car to, to do our home, and that's that. That's the really big opportunity for anybody out there, electricians and the consumer. That's the, that's the big bit, really. Um, so that's the, the really big picture. What we've learned from, from eFix, from all the electricians that we visit uh, and speak to, really the ones to watch are the ones who specialise in something. Now, everyone, I think everyone has a specialism. They may not realise it. Uh, you, you, you sometimes end their defaults. So obviously, the easy one is in EV charging. Yes, I fit EV chargers. But even if you're not just doing EV chargers, we, we know electricians who they don't want the, the, the fast turnaround EV charge stuff. They want the difficult installations. You know, the, the big house where they want the car charging miles away from the house, which is a lot more installation work. And then you, know, you see a lot of electricians that find these little niches and really home in on that. Yeah. And, and I think that's where, you know, I see things like the EV Comply software it's a toolbox in being a really true specialist. And it's about, if you're going to specialise, it, it's, you know, I've, I've done this in all the business I've been in. They say you want to win and you need to assemble all the bits of the jigsaw that help you win. So having the right type of van just for the job, the right stuff on the van, the right tools, software, website, being better than anybody else, you know, great service to the customer, minimising your paperwork. It, yeah, I see that everyone who really wins in markets has honed that down. Yeah. And that's that's yeah that's a bit of learning from me, but also we you know <laughs> learn. And I'm, I'm here today, and obviously I came over here today because I wanted to see how you did a podcasting studio. Because yeah. <laughs> we'll we will adopt some of the ideas that we see on the walls around us. Absolutely, please do. And uh, if people want to go onto your YouTube channel, you have actually done a video using EV Compile software that people can check out. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's it's actually I mean, a little bit of a secret there as well. Actually, that was my sister-in-law's house. Oh, really? So we did a um, yeah we did a full install series there of a difficult EV charger. Um, obviously, when you're filming someone's house, it's quite difficult. And I found that. So we uh, <laughs> asked the sister, "Can we put an EV charger in your house?" She hasn't got an EV car yet. She's getting one right, actually from that ordered this year. But she um, we did it there and trialled out the EV comply software there. We do a full oh. walkthrough. Yeah, big up to Gordon's sister-in-law then for helping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, did yeah. she charge a sat fee? Um, we've had to do some repairs along the way and I ended up having to assemble furniture and sort of, yeah, payback yeah. Uh, for, for doing that because uh, the dog, yeah, I, I mean, she, yeah, she does know that now, but the dog escaped while we were filming one of the videos and, and it was, yeah, there was, there was a lot of uh, challenges in, in doing that.
Fabulous stuff. Well, you know, eFix, I hope you go from strength to strength. I think you're all great guys. Um, we thank you for the eFix Awards because the industry needed it and you've done everything in such a professional and, you know, enthusiastic way. We think it's great for the industry. So a massive thank you to Gordon Rootledge, who is the technology editor of eFix. Thank you so much, Gordon. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.